Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What's good, Internet? It is March 31st, 2017. Welcome to Waypoint Radio. We're coming to you live from Lobby One in Vice HQ in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. The Williamsburg Waypoint. New York. That's right. Danielle Riendo joining me. Also joining me via via the Internet, uh, Patrick Klepik and our very own Rob Zachney. Straight from the Venice HQ here on the best coast. The, the, I miss okay, it. Okay, disagree. I miss it. I can't get mad at you right now, Rob. Because no. <laughs> I have to. I'm not. I don't know. Am I mad at Twitter? What am I? I mean, time You're out. You're exasperating. I'm always mad at Twitter. <laughs> Correct. Fuck off, Twitter. Thank and, you for helping me get way, a career. We're not also, even talking about off. the yesterday thing. We're not even right. talking about the at replies. I mean, That's yesterday's travesty. That's yesterday. <clears throat> Today's the 31st. Patrick, can you read the thing you just read me? And I was like, no, we have to go live right now with this. Yeah. So, yeah, so twi- uh, Twitter has changed uh, the default uh, profile photo from an egg to something more generic. And in their blog post explaining rethinking our default profile photo, oh boy. one of their three reasons they give, we've noticed patterns of behavior with accounts that are created only to harass others. Often they don't take the time to personalize their accounts. This has created an association between the default egg profile photo and negative behavior, which is not fair to people who are still new to Twitter and haven't yet personalized their profile photo. I'm glad they're thinking of the people who are really suffering. The tweet where I saw this originally quoted was, I can't even pronounce what the person's Twitter name is, I apologize, says, everyone, we do not like the Twitter eggs who yell at us, please do something, Twitter, got it, change the icon. Uh, they, so they decided to make it like a boring silhouette of a person. Yeah. And they said, after deciding on a figure, we began our refinements. We had to determine how to bring inclusivity into our single default profile photo, <laughs> given that we don't require people to specify their gender on Twitter. That's good. I'm okay, okay. That. That's, that's good, good thinking, at least. That's we good. felt that a circle of the head in the figure still seemed masculine, even though it technically had no design characteristics to indicate it was a man. So for inspiration, we looked at how women are portrayed in generic wayfinding iconography, such as bathroom signs, and noticed the only difference between the sexes is the shape of their clothing. And then, regardless, people have come to associate the circle head with masculinity. And because of this association, we felt it was important to explore alternative head shapes. Okay. Like, you know, that's a dude head. A circle is a dude head. So they went with this this new head. The Barney Rubble head. They went instead. with the Barney Rubble. Yeah, that, the, um, the Rubble image, Of all their if you options will. here, which is, they say, a more gender-balanced figure, which I'm not dissing their intentions. Yeah, no, that's... I, I respect that. I just at can't. Least, I, but I'm glad that I know I can call when someone's in my mentions now, just like shouting slurs at me. I can just say, "I got another fucking Barney Rubble yelling at yeah, me." Yeah, you got your rubbles. I got my fucking rubble at uh, me. If they wanted everyone to encourage people to change their rubble avatars, rasmus. when you sign up for Twitter, just make it an anime avatar by default. There you go. 
You're That's all you got to do. So many anime avatars yelling at you in 90 seconds uh, now. Austin, sure. that is not any different than my everyday experience <laughs> oh. on Twitter. <laughs> so please, come at me, anime community. But really, I mean, oh they're, they're on the right track here because when, you, when you're helming a rapidly growing and dynamic business like Twitter and new users are flooding in to bring their share their lives via Twitter, you've got to think of you got to think about their experience. You don't want them associated with the <laughs> robots creating Nazi accounts, uh, you know, right. with anime avatars and eggs. Those new yep. users have to be introduced to Twitter the right way, and we can't lump they them in look with like the Nazis. A, we should just make them look like real woke bathroom signs. Mm-hmm. That's what that mm-hmm. conversation was. The, it was the, like we don't listen, care. Or I'm whatever. sure that Twitter design. You can you can mention them on Twitter at design. I'm sure that there were lots of long meetings. I'm sure that blood and sweat and tears went into this. <laughs> there were a lot of and meetings that went into this blog post. Of like, course, unbe- an unbelievable oh, yes. amount of bureaucracy was involved in what has occurred today. Someone is furious that this is like gray on gray. There's no more color in these. <laughs> Somebody's Someone's pissed. like, I fucking told them to. Uh, it's hideous. It's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, but really, really coming from the wrong place. Really maybe not addressing the things that they should be addressing <sighs> yeah. on this platform. Think about your hate speech. Think think about that. For maybe, instance. Maybe a little. Maybe just give it a thought. <sighs> Speaking of your hate speech. Is there a pivot here that you have? Uh, off no. Of hate speech? No, I guess okay. not. Okay. <laughs> In my mind, we were going to talk about Destiny 2, and I didn't like that trailer, but I thought maybe hate speech wow. was going a little, a little too far. much. It was a little too much. I understand. Uh, Destiny 2 has a trailer. It That's sure does. That's my big news point for the week, which is weird because I feel like we're playing into their hands. Yeah, that's what they want us to do. But maybe what they don't want to hear is I kind of didn't like the Destiny 2 trailer at all. So What, what didn't you like about it? All right, so like – we set up the uh, – Rob, you wrote about the first Destiny tr- uh, teaser. So can you actually like let's, – let's set the context. Tell me about the first Destiny teaser and the context for it. The first Destiny 2 ch- teaser. Okay. Uh, so the original Destiny all took place in the last city, the last bastion of mankind after all the Traveler's enemies showed up and destroyed the planet. The Destiny- I need way more proper nouns to make this lore accurate. So do I need to enunciate the capital letters? Old, old yeah, Russia? all the capital letters. Right? Yeah, thank you. Was I, it yeah, in please, old Russia? Please enunciate all capital Ish. letters. Yeah, so uh, when the enemies of the Traveler came mm. from across the stars and confined humanity to the last city where the Guardians defended the <laughs> remnants of mankind from the likes of the Hive, the Fallen, the Cabal? Yeah, the Cabal. <laughs> And the and other shit. Vex. The, the Vex. Vex, yes. Vex. The other shit is just how I think of all of Destiny's story. Well, and, yeah, and hang on, hang on. The Vex are actually the good guys, but we'll get to the give that oh, in a minute. Shit. Wait, is that true? We're going to get to did this. Miss- Austin, okay. we are going to get to this. So just just be cool. Just all right, be I'm going to cool. calm the fuck down. Okay, so the Destiny wow. 2 teaser uh, stars Cade 6, which is a uh, sort of the the hunter, uh, the head of the hunter class in in the original Destiny, voiced by Nathan Fillion, who was always basically channeling Mal Reynolds from Firefly, and the Destiny teaser plays that up. Uh, he is now fully Robo Mal Reynolds. He's sitting mm-hmm. in a bar telling a sad ass story to someone uh, about how the last city fell. And he was just hanging out, and, like, the wall blew in, and then he had to shoot his way out of there, and now they're all kind of on the run. And so that kind of set up this notion that, like, 
one that hey, Destiny Two is going to be like more lighthearted and fun, right? Like you love Mel Reynolds, mm-hmm. you love Firefly, you're going to love Destiny Two. This isn't going to be like <laughs> Destiny Year One. This isn't going to be like Rise of Iron. This is going to be like the good parts of the Taken King, which were all about you being bros with Robo Mal, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, right. yeah. So, and then we get this this trailer the other day. This which, new one from yesterday? Yeah. Or, yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, to me, felt like, boy, trying to have it both ways. Trying to, like, maintain, like, that old Destiny, but then also, like, also be that fun, new, like, irreverent Destiny. So what, give us, like, the, give the people who haven't necessarily seen it yet, like, the breakdown of what that trailer looked like. Well, I'm while I do something very nerdy, which is look for my favorite grimoire card. Oh, I was oh, doing that this God, morning. Austin, I was, I was, stop it. I was like neck deep in the grimoire this morning. I'm just gonna hang up this Skype call. I love Patrick, the grimoire. Patrick, by the time, neck deep in the grimoire, name of the episode. By the time <laughs> that out there. we're through with you, Patrick. You oh, are gonna love it. Come around. Of course you like Dark Souls 2 and Grimoire cards. <laughs> I'm academic, baby. <laughs> the, he didn't even need actually. Citations. Austin hasn't read any of the grimoire. He just knows it's called the grimoire, and he's like, "Oh hell yeah!" Marginalia. Here are I'm showing. Oh, Danielle, here we go. He's showing. Like me. I have pages of my favorite grimoire there, cards. There are a lot of screenshots here, here. For this sure. This is for real. Wow. Um, oh, so, upgrade uh-huh. memories? We're good. Don't even worry about it. Oh, good. So we're, we're, we're not quite at the, the part of the dramatic <laughs> readings because uh, I got a He's reading dead. for okay. you later. Uh, okay, but good. Thank you. So this this trailer that came out yesterday that, that follows on the heels of that teaser is Cade Six and Commander Zavala, who's like the, the, the head of the last city. They're both in separate settings, both addressing the survivors of the last city and giving an inspiring speech. And Zavala is giving... Your very standard, like Destiny Year One, uh, ponderous, plotting, conventional, heroic speech. And Cade Six is off giving Mel Reynolds, trying to inspire people, but actually he's scaring the shit out of them because he's too uh, meta about the entire thing. a little too flippant, and yeah. Yeah, a lot of you're going to die, but it's going to be cool. Uh, And so Zavala's giving this speech, Cade's giving his. You see clips of the fall of the last city, a huge like hole blown in the wall, uh, which is actually kind of a cool image if you if you played the original Destiny. Uh, but nevertheless, and then it it sort of ends with Cade Six sort of running out of things to say. He knows he hasn't sold it, and then he's like, "And there's gonna be loot," and everyone goes like batshit crazy. And Whoa, Destiny loot. Two pre-ordered today, and so it was like this really split personality trailer that maybe was like. Very ironic about the entire thing, but also kind of felt like it was trying to, again, sort of have both of Destiny's identities without really resolving the conflict in them. Before you guys continue down this discussion, because the Mm -hmm. Bungie doesn't handle the marketing for Destiny. Good Um, to know that. Activision handles the marketing for Destiny. If you look at this trailer in the context of the Call of Duty bro trailers they've made over the years, it fits in extremely well. And so I would just caution people, based on... What I know, wink, to like don't read too much into okay. this trailer. Like that doesn't mean like the the chief creative principles that worked on the Taken King. That's totally the best, fine. The best part of, of yes. Destiny, like as someone that really disliked Destiny and then got into it, largely based on the improvements and tonal changes in Taken King that I thought struck a pretty good balance. Those people didn't work on Rise of Iron. 
Like, those right. people went to go work on Destiny 2, and I would say there's reason to, like, you know, there's reason to have very faith hopeful that the yes. game will be a, very different than what they are promoting in a, a, a CD. Uh, do you know? I guess the thing is, like, my question mostly is given so a marketing team gets gets a, a a deck of material and that's like what is this game about i'm going to break it down in, into five things and we're going to like try to sell that to a wide audience um obviously i think like a loot cycle is going to be like oh, people love to get new loot and i the thing for me that i keep coming back to is was there just a note that said oh we're going to do more characterization we're going to do more focus on Cade 6 and that's all the marketing team knew and so they built this trailer around that like i'm curious what the marketing insights actually were my hope is that this specific like vibe is not in destiny 2 um but i guess i'm still i don't know like part of me part of me is concerned that that the stuff in taking king with Cade worked really well and and that they're going to end up leaning in too hard uh but i'll i'll try to carry your faith in me, Patrick. Yeah, I'm not saying it, that I could be completely off here, and that the the, the game itself uh, like really hits that tone. But uh, my understanding of the way this is, I mean, this is not like a, a huge scoop. Like developers don't control no. the marketing of their games, and like it's it's not uncommon totally. for yeah. tone of marketing to hyperbolize or play up elements of a mm-hmm. game that are the most marketable. And if you think about what's the most marketable part of the Taken King, if they're taking uh, uh, a tone or an approach in that to Destiny 2, like, it's Nathan Fillion. Like, that's an easy sell for mm-hmm. a commercial. And, look, the game is a lot about a loot cycle, so making a reference to that, is it easy to see in a marketing meeting how someone thinks that's fucking hilarious? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, it's so easy yeah. to see how this happens, and there's... And I just would caution people to not read too much into it. And that's not because I have, you know, a huge amount of insight into Destiny 2 as much as a huge amount of insight into how this split usually happens and the kinds of people I know that are working on that game. So I would just... I'm going to get Rachel... I'm going to get Rachel Maddow in here and she's going to lay it all out. We'll do a (laughs) 15-minute intro. Patrick Klepek used to work at oneup.com. (laughs) Oneup.com where Luke Smith... Luke Smith, everybody. Smith, indeed. Uh, Luke Smith is a a brilliant guy. No doubt. Luke Smith is a brilliant. This is my hot Rachel Maddow. I was gonna say, like for a second, I was um, lost, and I was like, "Oh, I see." For, unfortunately, unfortunately, the only thing I talked to Luke Smith about is uh, the, the uh, shitty new Weezer album. So, uh, oh, okay, that's fair. No, that's right. fair. He's no fun right. uh, there. Shout out to Rachel Maddow. Um, the she was uh, here last week. My, she was. That's yeah, true. That was pretty um, cool. <laughs> Patrick and Danielle, as the two people who, so like Rob and I. Clearly, have a weird affinity for the lore in Destiny, yes, which we're, you do. we will get to. But I'm curious from both of you, like, what is it? Especially you, Danielle, as someone mm. who just does not like Destiny at all, <laughs> is there something that they could do to bring you in? And Patrick, like, what is it that you're hoping for, generally speaking, with that game? So it's not that I don't like Destiny; it's mm-hmm. that I've played it four or five times and I don't remember a second. I, I remember like s- just g- like fleeting moments. I remember being on a speeder bike. I remember doing a dance or something at some blue Mass Effect-looking space. I just don't remember a fucking thing about playing this game. And I know everybody dunks on it and, like, it's totally cool if a thing is not for me. The thing that they can do, which I know that they have done, uh, according Mm. to – I talked with uh, Kirk Hamilton of Kotaku on Twitter the other day. Apparently, Claudia Black was a voice in this game Mm -hmm. at one point. And I I might be a little bit – I might have a little – fangirl crush sure. on Claudia Black. She's a great voice actress. So if she were like the star 
there's there's I would play right damn near anything that she was actually the star of. Like if if she was like hanging out with it was if it was Robo, you know, Aaron's son from Farscape as the like main whatever character uh-huh. in the game, I would play anything. I would play like Connect Four endlessly. If, if she would talk to me the whole time. So that's the thing Danielle, that Bungie can do. She ran the post office. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. that's You could spend real money. You could give her real money. See, that's the thing. Like, if it's like that colors. tiny of a part of the game, it's like this. The voice acting. It's not, it's not that, that was me channeling Scorpius, game. by the way, when he breaks the news to Crichton. I like that a lot. What, uh, uh, John. He made Priceline <laughs> the, commercials. <laughs> yes. Um, the. The thing about that game is I think it has a lot of good voice acting and it just hasn't often had the opportunity to leverage that. Again, that's part of what made Taken King so good. But again, yeah, Patrick, how what what is your what is your deepest hope for Destiny 2? Well, I'd, is it I'd just more Taken King? To the Taken King, like, and I'm right. less like I could really give two shits about the lore of Destiny. Like, I like wrong. my okay. appreciation <laughs> of Destiny was the like they. It feels it is the best playing shooter of totally like the last I don't know like in a, in recent memory like it is just fun as hell to play like just the tactile sensation of like pointing aiming movement getting around is extremely satisfying and like I uh, just like most normal humans like like it's it literally can get addicted into a, a loot cycle uh, of finding stuff and I found it satisfying to the way they set up challenges to achieve those things in the Taken King. And I found that they streamlined a lot of the cruff that made it difficult to find that stuff in the original base game where you had to, you know, the way they presented the base game of, you know, playing through a, a horrible single player story and then being like, that's it. But if you like kept going beyond there, then you discover some of the, the stuff that people, they got really into destiny mm-hmm. were going on and on about during the, 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 during that period of time before they kind of streamlined it. Um, and so my hope was to a, a further streamlining, which is why I was encouraged by the fact that they're ditching all the equipment and things like that. Because while I, I'm sympathetic to the, the time investment of people who put in probably thousands of hours versus my 50 or 60, by ditching that, it indicated to me that they recognized a lot of the fundamental problems that were stopping so many people from seeing the cool stuff that was there because you had to get over mm-hmm. so many hurdles to even discover what was interesting uh, about Destiny um, beyond just the fact that the you know uh, left trigger, right trigger feels really good. And so... Feels really good. And, and so I'm hoping they can build on that. And so that's why... That's what I want of Destiny 2 is just I want them to take the Taken King, the thing that worked well there and just c- continue down that path and, and see where it takes them. And by all accounts so far, that's happened. Is that game six more zones of Destiny? Do you know what I mean? When I, well, I guess for me, my question is like, does the fundamental structure of Destiny shift at all in Destiny 2? Destiny 1, I think in everyone's mind, playing the, the alpha in the like months before right. release, a lot of people thought like, oh, okay, that's one of 20 zones. And it's going to be this huge, massive thing. And instead, it was like one of five planets and then some a raid after a month or two and then some DLC down the, down the line. I'm curious if that's the same general structure of Destiny 2. Like, I'm curious if that's still going to be like, all right, well, first I'll go to this place and then I'll go to another one and there's going to be seven of those and that's enough. Or if there's going to be a more fundamental change in, in what levels look like, uh, if, there's go- if it's going to end up looking more like Fantasy Star Online or more like Diablo or more – you know what I mean? Like For me, those are the – I'm very curious to see how they structure this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually speaking. hoping for a fundamental shift away from a level-based 
grind mm. to get the most out of the game. Like I'm I'm fine with loot, but the whole light structure of the game yeah. in which you were just dumping hours and hours into like the night strikes and things like that, not because you enjoyed it, but because you just needed to be able to pump enough bullets into a thing to go experience a piece of content. Like I get why that that should <laughs> exist a lot on the high end. But I mm-hmm. think they need to – I would appreciate a more fundamental dismantling of not, – not the game has to be entirely skill-based, but the, the grind that occurs um, after investing maybe 15 hours in like really wore me down in Destiny where it's like if you're not willing to invest 15 hours a week, then you just can't keep pace with some of the stuff that's coming out. And that was a bummer as someone that was more of a casual player. Mm-hmm. I think – Something that I would like to see a little more is that the absolute best stuff to do in Destiny was also the hardest stuff to do from, like, a logistical standpoint, right? Like, their raids were so freaking good. They were such well-crafted, well-engineered puzzle boxes and dungeons and required... Uh, such like coordination and like it was it was a really cool thing like two hours into a raid where your team is finally sort of dialed in and then you have that like magical experience where like you know there's this comms discipline you know people yeah. are calling targets like everything's going beautifully that is such a you good basically experience. have a fleet commander you basically have to have an e fleet commander who's telling you when and where to 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 be yeah. dunking on the boss yeah. so yeah and it's I'm a big fan a of great it. experience that I did a scant handful of times because that required, there was no good matchmaking for it. And it was kind of this binary where you either had a full like squad of friends that you could go with. I uh, uh, can't remember. Was it six people? I think it was six. Six in a raid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a, I'm tough, 90% sure. a tough group to get together uh, in a lot of cases, especially when your friends are a little more casual in their relationship with Destiny. Yeah. And, and then I, 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 didn't, I never got to experience a raid until I uh, enlisted a Sherpa. Like I went on Twitter yeah. and just said, I don't, I don't play, <laughs> oh, wow. I don't play Destiny with a hardcore group of friends. I, right. I match make and do the strikes, and occasionally I group up with friends. But I didn't have a core group like a, a lot of the more hardcore Destiny players that I know and I know exist. And so I said, I don't really have a way into the raid. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And I don't want to, you know, there were there were matchmaking mm-hmm. websites where you could say, you know, essentially looking for group and people could find others to, to get together to play uh, a raid. But I, if I did that, I, I knew I was going to be grouped with people that knew what they were doing and I was going to be a drag. So I didn't want that situation. And there was just a guy on Twitter who said, hey, my friends and I would do the raid every single night. We could literally do it without you. So if you just want to come along, we'll guide you through it, and you can see what the raid's all about. And so I sat down one night and did the Taken King raid um, yeah. that would normally take you, you know, a, a couple of hours. So I think we did it about 90 minutes. 
and it was fucking awesome. And I got a glimpse into I'm so stuff jealous. that pe- other yeah, people that were nice. doing. I did it. There's a video of me and Jeff Gerstmann and Brad Shoemaker doing it with some some giant bomb community people, and it took us like six hours. Oh my god! Now, I, I, I I would love it if uh, like I understand. I understood Bungie's uh, approach to lack of matchmaking for raids because they are right that if you were just matched up with a bunch of random people, there is a good chance that you're going to have a bad experience and think that the raid is potentially bad. But I think they need to, even if they don't necessarily go as far as just giving random matchmaking uh, to raids, which I think they should just do because I don't actually yeah. think there's a downside. People figure it out. Like yep. the people that will bounce off of it, they were just never going to try it in the first place possibly. Yeah. But I would also love it, it, like this whole Sherpa concept, like if they were able to encourage groups or players to be those kinds of guides for like imagine yeah. if they're lit- you could literally sign up to be a sherpa and you were getting rare rewards for being the kind of player that was helping other people g- get through a raid yeah. or if you were a group that could sign up to do that and like you could bring in one or two people so that the the group isn't brought down by a bunch of random people trying to figure out how the raid works like stuff like that I think would go a long way to making the high end content that, like, legitimately, I think, I like looking at our uh, chat on, on Twitch, like, people are like legitimately bummed. Like, hey, I'm a, I'm a parent that plays by themselves, right. which means I can't experience all this cool stuff. I can't get five people together around a right. six hour period. It's not a thing I have time for. Yeah, yeah, and so this idea that like you know a six hour raid that you have to learn from beginning to end becomes a ninety minute thing if you can be just guided through by people that know what they're doing. I think there are ways where they can ease people into the some of the cooler stuff for the high-end players. And this was my problem with, like, The Rise of Iron as well when I jumped yeah. into it, which came a year later after Taken King, in which when you, I jumped into it, I had no idea what any of, like, the material I had. To, like, this just Destiny has a fundamental problem with streamlining what it is you're supposed to do to find the best stuff that rewards the most hardcore players but punishes people that aren't on the the uh the hamster wheel um that that the the high end players are and so that's my hope for a lot of destiny 2 is finding ways to to make all that meat in the middle there was also for me just a or I guess the the thing I want to say here is there had been a disconnect between the stuff that was in the raids and the stuff that was in all of the rest of the game content. It wasn't in Strikes, it wasn't in the regular single-player stuff or the, the main campaign stuff, and I want to see that divide collapse. I want to see the really interesting style of mechanics that show up in raids show up throughout the campaign. I need there to be the inclusion of something, like, mechanically twisty in regular mm-hmm. missions. I want the Strikes to have... Like little fun platforming sections that that don't make me tear my hair out, but are still you know that are that are something really... that, that switches it up a little, right? Yeah. And like so, that's the other way that you could bring some of the raid mechanics to a wider audience is by like built like uh, uh, baking them in to the main really achievable stuff. Yeah, or or even if like you were to take the 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 because the, 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 the raids are built into like rooms essentially, like different sections, you know that yeah. they, that that uh, lead up to the entire raid. You could easily take out bits and pieces of the raid and allow – now, I'm not saying you should deconstruct a raid so you can just, like, go into room two right, and that's right, all right. your experience. But I think it's building on this idea that you're talking about, Austin, of taking those design ideas and rather than it being this huge, long raid commitment – because the idea of a raid is that you're committing to something. I get – I understand that idea and I don't disagree with it. Uh, as, a, as a concept, but I think you're right that there is a lot of room for growth in taking those ideas and 
if 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 one of a what if a night strike was essentially like a raid type thing, but it was just one of those rooms and it was something you could finish right. in an hour or an hour and a half as opposed to you know the big long stretch of solving an entire raid. Totally. This was also just my problem with with Rise of Iron was like it should have done that stuff. Even taking King's story missions had some additional interesting stuff going on. Rise of Iron's just like kind of didn't. So anyway, really what I want to talk to you about here is the darkness. Um, which, you know, there have been centuries of debate that have given birth to competing arguments about the nature of the darkness and the collapse. The Pajari position describes the darkness as a force uh, with both physical and moral presence, an actualization of evil. Oh, there goes Patrick. Pajari art depicts the darkness as a great storm or as a a change in conduct, a corruption that emerged from within and poisoned the Golden Age. Saint-14's position, on the other hand, it argues that the darkness was an invading armada, an alien force of incredible but tangible power. He's he's actually leaving his house Some adherents believe that this armada sprang from species rejected or discarded by the traveler for their sins. That's only two positions. He's coming back. Ulantan's thesis considers the darkness a necessary symmetry to the traveler in in a cosmic balance. In this view, the traveler's news, Patrick, goodness it's, it's not led over. it to the sacrifice for others. Yep. Uh, and it's up to us to return this goodness by healing the traveler. Can we there have, is, can we have AVB come in and, and rate position, this stuff? Uh, or the deflationary position, yeah. which considers the darkness as like a technologically okay. so- sophisticated force. Sure. Perhaps a, a post-singularity uh, intelligence. Um, uh, there's also the act of actalipletic cause, which claims that we are intrinsically unable to understand the darkness. This is the shit that's not in the game at all, and I don't mean I don't. I would love a codex to be in the game. I would love. The, I would obviously just love to be able to read this in the game. But what I really would love is for there to be the notion that people live in this world. Hmm. The grimoire cards present that notion because what they suggest is like, oh shit, all of our lives changed. And yeah. every once in a while, you get, like, a flash of it in, the, in Destiny. You get, like, someone from, like, the new monarchy talking shit about someone in future war cult. But that never finds its way into the game content, into, like, going to play a mission. And it kills me because the society in this world would be fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle and I were having a conversation before this podcast started about the fucking moral ramifications of, like, basically being Dr. Manhattan. Having the superpower of being able to manipulate matter right, at all specifically. Forms, basically. Yeah. Uh, and how, like, maybe doing good has some negative consequences. Like some we went in deep. Philosophy 101 shit. But, like, I think the Traveler does – I expected that stuff in the first Destiny. Like, when I started that game, I was like, oh, well, the Traveler is obviously the bad guy. Like, that's going to be the big reveal at the end, Well, right? and also – because every player and character is reanimated dead things. Right. Do you know the story about that in terms of the dev cycle? No. Patrick, you've, you've definitely heard this thing, right? Yeah. That, like and, – and I don't know if you have – so no, I have no you idea. start the game, no matter what character race you pick, being pulled up to life from being a corpse – uh, the, really? The, yeah, the ghost, which is like the the little robot AI companion. The Peter Dinklage, the pr- but not anymore. Right, Dinklebot, the Nolan okay. North. The Dinklebot. Dinklebot. It's like, oh, that's a good body. Brat, now you're alive again. You work for us. Um, and that was originally only supposed to be the intro for the Exos, which are the race of robots. Okay. Um, every species was supposed to have its own intro sequence. And that just did not come together. <laughs> uh, like if you were a – oh, wait. Did I say EXO? Or is it the EXO the – what are the, yeah, the robot people? guys? Oh, Fallen. The, the, no, that's no, wrong. No, that's Fallen. Fallen. That's the, the – the, the... Ascended the uh, – mm, mm, <laughs> The Reefers. Destiny the, Blue. They, live on they the are reef. the Reefers. 
the, yeah, they do live on the reef. Reapers. The Reapers. That's a different. No, it's no. different. Reavers. Question things. I'm going to go to Game Facts. Question about Reaver, the blue Reaper, people. Reefer. Is there any way to play a game without them showing up? Zora. Nope, that's not possible. Rito. They weren't the Zora. The it's awoken. Yeah. It's awoken. Austin, it's awoken. The awoken. Yes. Oh my God! Sorry. You knew a thing. No, not, I don't know I'm, a thing. I just I didn't. I had Patrick, to stop this. He knew the. He Patrick knew the knew lore. It. He felt it deep in his heart. He knew the lore. Oh, yeah, the, Patrick, the lore has, has awoken inside me. <laughs> Patrick, I think it was the darkness. Never let. I think that's what happened when he was talking about the darkness. It possessed Patrick. Patrick, Love. never let the Twitter tell you you're not awoken. You're. you're <laughs> I'm a very, very. I'm a very. Prog- wow. I'm a very progressive awoken. Games writer. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet it is so passive aggressive on the reef. Like, oh, she's always asking that she's acted more awoke than I am. That's <laughs> fuck. Um, they also have different. It's a Donald Glover sequences. song about that too. Well, and it's also you know like that's you know go read uh, uh, J- Jason uh, Schreier's like account of um, it's Destiny's so development, um, which uh, builds upon the already known troubled history of that game, in which the storytelling and world that was built up. Um, you had to be trashed like midway through development. Like, there's a lot of reasons that Destiny came out as hobbled as it did. Which, uh, like, the, just the, the quality standards of that game across the board, storytelling, mission design, were just not what people expected from Bungie. Mm-hmm. And f- everything, from what I understand, is they knew that, um, and all the reporting has has suggested they knew that um, as well. So that's also what makes me excited about Destiny Two. Is like it's a redo, you know, to kind of tee it up all over again. It's like okay. If we're going to make the game we really meant to make the first time around, you know, what does that look like? And I'm and I'm curious what that looks like from a storytelling standpoint too. Um, like, how, what direction they end up taking with it? Me too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hope that they figure out a way to, like I said, just weave some of that stuff in, in a way that like doesn't necessarily retcon what was already there, but doesn't address some of those loose hanging threads in a way that's that's accessible for a wide audience. Like I get the game that they're making; they are making a game that they want millions and millions and millions of people to play. Um, and so you're going to need to have your like your smarmy like hunter dude who who is basically just Mal Reynolds. You're going to need to have your brash like uh, soldier guy, and and like I get it. Those are the characters that you have already. I want you to do something really cool with those. I, I there was a comment earlier in our in our chat um, from uh, user Rick Rockman who says, uh, "IMO the best parts of Destiny are where the guns have names like Vision of Confluence, <laughs> not where the characters have personalities ripped off from the Star Wars extended universe." <laughs> and that's the harshest of burns. It is the thing is the thing is I think there's maybe a reading that is less harsh that is just like <laughs> that is just like. I don't mind there being those personalities. There are parts of the Star Wars Extended Universe that I have fondness for. Sure. A deep, I grew up reading those books. Um, Me too. Totally. Love I like them. a lot of those characters. And I would love to see some of those characters, that sort of characterization in Destiny. Be fun. But I would like some of the flavor, some of the like moon wizard flavor to actually be more than throwaway lines. And actually, there should be a sense of awe. When you stand before some of the places, like in, in that, this grimoire that card that I've had pulled up yes. on my computer for about five minutes, I knew I hired you for a good reason. <laughs> so this is something by Patrick. Uh, so this is something you find after you've been to the Black Garden, which is this like really cool. And this is the other thing: there's so many cool settings in Destiny. So many that, cool like, settings imply like cool possibilities for the universe, uh-huh. and then it doesn't really do anything. It's just another gun corridor. But you go to the Black Garden, uh, which is this like. Uh, Giant cyborg <laughs> hedge maze uh, 
that uh, don't take out Patrick took out a fucking Stephen King book like that bullshit isn't just oh, more yes. deep yeah. with the fucking it's the yeah. stand. are you the fucking stand. kidding me <laughs> this is how he fights fire with fire you guys that's how it works anyway tell me about the gunslinger Patrick yeah shut up power lore. shut up <laughs> Do you want to talk about how Stephen King's it and Salem's lot tied to the Dark Tower? Come at me. <laughs> Come at me. This is what you've just done is revealed that you have a Twitter alt with an anime avatar. Oh, basically. No. Pat, or, Rob, Actually, I'm sorry. It might be an it avatar. It might be. Spoiler, Patrick. Humanity dies, but it's the real monster all along. Oh, fuck. Uh, anyway. So the 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 Vex the ro- the robot cyborg people have built this like really cool like cyborg hedge maze uh, mm-hmm. called the Black Garden. It's awesome. But in the grimoire, you discover like this account of someone who like had visions of it and be- was it may have been in dialogue with the Vex. Mm. And there's this account that says the garden grows in both directions. It grows into tomorrow and yesterday. The red flowers bloom forever. There are gardeners now. They came into the garden in vessels of bronze, and they moved through the groves and rivers of thought. This is the vision I had when I leapt from the shores of time and let myself sink. I walked beneath the blossoms. The light came from ahead, and the shadows of the flowers were words. They said things, but I will not write them here. At the end of the path grew a flower in the shape of a ghost. I reached out to pluck it, and it cut me with a thorn. I bled, and the blood was light. Yes, Lord. The, The ghost said to me, you are a dead thing made by a dead power in the shape of the dead. All you will ever do is kill. You do not belong here. This is a place of life. The traveler is life, I said. You are a creature of darkness. You seek to deceive me. But I looked behind me down the long slope where the blossoms tumbled in the warm wind and the great trees wept sap like blood or wine, and I felt doubt. When my ghost raised me from the sea, there was a thorn cut in my left hand, and it has not healed since. It's really fucking good. I, it's really because it's like I, yeah. Sorry, it's not Patrick. The black metal it's a song, right? that subverts the entire right. premise of destiny, right. and it's like just right. and you're not meant to see it. It's this like really troubling yeah. like right. existential thing. The... There's like there, there are there are lore landmines in the fiction of destiny that the game just like oh just have fun with like Robo Mel Reynolds. It'll be great. And in the meantime, in this grimoire card, it's like. You know, what if actually you're just a reanimated <laughs> zombie killing something yep. for an evil power beyond your understanding? I don't – I get it. It's not going to be that game. Like that's not the thing we're going to get. But I want a taste of it. Patrick I want, And it. also I want, the, I want the grimoire to be in the game. I want to be able to hit pause and go to a codex and then have that read to me in, in Rob's luscious yeah, voice. It should be in your voice. Please. Rob. Definitely. I want to go on we'll open table them. and book a 730 uh, uh, date at the grimoire. <laughs> and that's where Rob oh, reads. That's Rob reads. Right, exactly. It's the new social you know, space. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to a, I'll go to a restaurant where it's just Rob reading grimoire cards in the Wait. corner while soft piano music plays. Definitely. But this is Definitely. a real thing, which is think about the fan communities around World of Warcraft, around Overwatch, around all of these other Activision Blizzard properties. And obviously, this is not Blizzard, right? But but they're one of the great things about The Taken King, if you read a lot of Jason Schreier's reporting, is that the devs of at Bungie like, got in touch with some of the devs on like Diablo 3 and were like, how did you fix that game? Because we're trying to fix our game, too. So I think there's, there's definitely communication there. 
those are games with deep fan communities that have expanded on sometimes very little material to create vast, interesting webs of fan works. Um, that doesn't happen that often with Destiny, and it could. Like, there's should there's enough in that grimoire and in the the margins of this world that could support a really like vivid, interesting fan community. There could be Destiny RP players. Zarya could be walking through this black garden. That's all I'm saying. You know. And so I just want them to have more character, and by that I don't just mean more jokes. And that's like my big hope on top of bringing more of the raid mechanics and to let me shoot stuff in more interesting ways. Also, give it life, give it character, make it breathe, make it unique. And let me date Please. Eric What? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Okay. okay. She's yeah. the one with a blindfold on. She's the one who looks like 2B, Patrick. She's Patrick. like 2B, but 2B. like magic. That's a weird statement okay. to make, Patrick. Why do you want to date Eris Morn? I- <laughs> <laughs> weird. My, my mic darkness, seems to be breaking up. I think voice. I need to drop out of this call. Yeah, I think we, I think we all need to drop out of this call, Patrick. Uh, I'm going to skip the question bucket this okay. week because we have to give this room up. And also because over in the UK, Mike Diver is getting ready to do a post-resed stream. He's going to stream. There's a event, a live a live event. Uh, I mean, just a live event. Yeah. There's a gaming event called Rezzed, which I believe is indie game focused. It sounds like it. That's what I would name it. They announced Warhammer, Total Warhammer 2, though, so how indie can it really be? Who publishes that? Sega? <laughs> Sega, the indie, indie of 2017. <laughs> indie as fuck. Uh, it's, a, it's a big show out there, EGX, Rezzed. Um, oh, there's, there's Ken Levine. Also, Ken Levine, I guess, is I guess, there. Not, so maybe indie, indie is the well, wrong fucking indie, word. Though. No, yeah. he's not. Isn't he still at Take Two? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. But he has twelve people working. <laughs> oh, that's how that works. If so, you fire everybody, then, you know, if you yeah. fire everybody and you Fuck don't make here. a ton of money, then you're indie. I don't know. Ken Ken Levine orders five drinks when he goes to restaurants. That's all I'm saying. Yep. That's all. That's a thing I know about the world a now. A man chooses five drinks. Five drinks. Two different behave. iced teas, <laughs> a coffee, behaves. a water, and a soda for himself. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yep. About the world. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. I'm Austin Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. At Grimoire Reader. At Grimoire Reader, my, my After Dark account. <laughs> I hope so. Where can you find you, Danielle? You can find me at Danielle R.I. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick shout out. The video from my stream with Jorge True. Uh, from Vice Sports should be going up shortly. We played a baseball game. I know not a lot of folks here are probably that into a baseball video game. But if you are, I just wanted to shout it out. It was a really fun time. You should watch that stream. That'll go up on YouTube sometime soon, I believe. Rob, what about you? You can find me on Twitter, at Rob Zachney. Nice. That is where you can find Rob. Patrick Klepek. You can find me uh, talking about how the first four books of The Dark Tower were great until Stephen King got in a car accident, feared for his life that he would never finish his masterwork, rushed through the last three books, and then fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. At Patrick Klubick. That's a bummer. Is that what really what happened? Yeah, he uh, the first he four books. He was hit books, by a car, right? Yeah, he was hit by a car, almost died, and then he got a letter from this uh, older woman. Uh, th- this part may be apocryphal or an interview from a long time ago, but basically said, like, what happens at the end of the Dark Tower? And he said, I don't know. And then he panicked, and then he had – The Gunslinger was one of the first books he ever wrote as a kid. He revamped it and then created a whole Lord of the Rings type thing out of it, and then – was doing the books at a pace kind of like uh, George R. R. Martin, just like every once in a while he'd make another one. And then he put out the last couple of books in a really fast succession, and you can tell. And he has since said, yo, I fucked that up. 
Maybe I can Ooh. fix it. He's actually said he wishes he could rewrite the whole series. I don't think he will, but... Could you? What would you... Hmm. He could. He is such a prolific writer. That's I believe interesting. In his there is... I, I don't want to spoil The Dark Tower, but there's some interesting things about the movie in which Stephen King can potentially accomplish his own goals if Ooh. it became a movie franchise, so... Mm. Correct. We'll fans see. of the fans of the genre will know what I'm talking about. I also got Ken Levine's order wrong. It was a diet coke, a whiskey, a hot tea, an iced tea, and a water. Thank you, Internet. We will be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. This is the the life we all lead. Uh, have a good, safe weekend. This is yes. the first weekend I think I'm gonna not do extra podcasting. So I'm gonna try to relax. You should play near. Heal. You should play near. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm like a second away from the ending A. I'm like very close. I need to. I need to like get all of the Mass Effect out of my system. It's yeah. a game that I, I'm gonna try to finish writing about today. And you'll hear my longer form thoughts. Got to get it out of my system. But. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to try to play near Everybody else, take a good couple days off. Yeah. See you on Monday. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.